Welcome to the Think Like a Musician podcast. This show will teach you the time management skills you need to be joyful, productive, and fulfilled in all areas of life. You're going to learn a completely unique and innovative approach to managing your crazy, busy life. I'm a lifelong musician, so you're going to hear a musician's creative and intuitive system for time management and work-life balance. We'll discuss time management, work-life balance, goal-setting, inspiration, creativity, peak performance, and living your purpose. I want to help you live your life like it's a masterpiece. I'm a life coach, professional speaker, productivity expert, and your host, Scott Snow. I'd like to start off with a little segment I call In the News. Inspiration I found in the news. And this isn't your typical newscast, of course. This is the Scott's No News. So I like to focus on things like personal productivity and creativity. I'll talk about things that inspire me and I think will inspire you. Quirky things, statistics, trends, anything from the news or magazines or books that I've come across, movies, that I think will be an inspiration to you as well. Number one, the former Coca-Cola CEO named Brian Dyson talked about life as being like a game. And that game being, imagine you're juggling five different balls at all times. And those balls are work, family, health, friends, and spirit. And of course, you're trying to keep them all up in the air and... He says that work is basically a rubber ball. So if that hits the ground, it's going to bounce back up, no problem. But he says the other four, think of them as being made out of glass. So when you drop them, they're going to be damaged, marked, nicked, damaged, perhaps even shattered. So I thought that was a great work-life balance tip. Point number two. In the Wall Street Journal, they have a columnist called named Dan Ariely, and he's got a lot of interesting things. And he talked about uh, the best way to start your day is to start with a fixed ritual. That's something that's very concrete, and it tells our mind that we're moving into a different state. We're moving into a more productive morning state with this routine. You know, an example might be sitting down for coffee or reading your papers, meditation. And I do that every day too. I set up a whole table. I've got my iced coffee, my oatmeal, and my papers, and my notebook, and my pen, and I'm ready to go. And it really does set the stage. Also, he says that you should capitalize on your high energy in the morning to tackle the trickiest of tasks. Point number three. This book I would like to get, it's called The Power of Ritual, Turning Everyday Activities into Soulful Practices. And it's by Casper Turkul. And he talks about finding meaning and well-being in our daily rituals. Family dinner, morning yoga, that sort of thing. And he describes four types of rituals. They are Connection with yourself, connection with your community, connection with the natural world, and connection with the transcendent. 
Point number four. This is a little clip I read from Sir Ian Holm, an actor who passed away, of course. And he was a great Shakespearean actor. He was in Lord of the Rings. And he was in one of my personal favorites, Alien. And he plays Ash, the uh, robot on board. Who goes crazy and then blows up and all milk comes out of him. <laughs> anyway, he wrote a quote here that I really liked because he was quite an authority on acting. And he said, anything you can do, I can do less of. And I really like that. You know, uh, some of the great sports athletes talk about that too. I know Steph Curry, you know, talks about streamlining his actions. Getting rid of, getting rid of everything you don't need. And I like that idea. That's a good idea for productivity. Anything you can do, I can do less of. So what, what can you do less of and get even better results? Number five, closing the willpower gap. Susan Pierce Thompson is a PhD, and she talks a lot about willpower in this article I came across. And she says that willpower is actually only available to us in limited doses. So she says we only have about 15 minutes of willpower at any given time before it runs dry, just like a well running dry. She gives a couple tips for replenishing that willpower. Things like planning ahead, strategizing, eating regular meals, more sleep, decreasing the amount of stress, and cultivating an attitude of gratitude. Point six. CEO of the company Charlie, Aaron Frazen, had an article, a little write-up that I liked, and he his company creates one-pagers to brief people on someone they're about to meet. A good idea. One of the most important lessons learned was the need to slow down before you can speed up. He also talked about a great retreat that he went to called the Mankind Project. And in this retreat, everybody had deep and authentic conversations. That sounds great. And his biggest takeaway was that there's so much more alike. People are so much more alike than different. And he came out of that retreat feeling incredibly connected to the world. Number seven. The founder of Pinterest, Ben Silberman, first got the idea for Pinterest because, as a kid, he was really into collecting bugs. And he would pin them up on a board so that he could admire them and collect them. And that was the first idea for Pinterest way back when. Number eight. This was a little write-up of some of the 2020 valedictorians in Massachusetts, high school kids. And something, their name, and also something that motivated them. One of their favorite quotes, perhaps. So, Jodiah Tony of the Edward M. Kennedy Academy for Health Careers said that what motivates her is the quote, It always seems impossible until it's done. Of course, by Nelson Mandela. Melanie G. Sola of Madison Park Technical Vocational High School said she liked the quote, The more you know, the less you fear. By H. Jackson Brown, Jr. Camely Flores of the Horace Mann School for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing liked 
the motivating phrase, Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great by John D. Rockefeller. I love that one because, as you've probably heard on my previous episodes of the podcast, I love Good to Great, the book by Jim Collins. Now, uh, the high school senior, Seina Charles, said that what motivated her was the quote, education is not filling, education is not a filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire, by William Yates. That's a great one. Number nine, Angela's Cafe in Boston is a restaurant that's famous for their mole sauce. It's a deep, dark sauce, and it contains over 50 ingredients and takes several days to prepare. When I read this, I thought of all our different roles that we play, perhaps 15 to 20 different roles, and how our self, our identity, is made up from all of those different roles right at the same time. And that's a beautiful thing. Number 10. Carl Reiner, the great comic writer and actor, passed away. And in his obituary, he there was a quote that I think it was a New York Times reviewer said about him, and described Reiner as having a nifty habit of approaching a gag at high speed, passing it on the outside, and then noticing where it went in the rearview mirror. To be honest, I keep thinking about this quote, and I can't exactly understand what it means, but for some reason I like it, because it's very concrete in that you've got, he's passing the gag, you know, like passing a car on the road, So I think there's something in there. (laughs) Maybe you can tell me. Number 11. Hamilton's Hot Today. It just came out on Disney+. Plus. So there was an article uh, that talked about Lin-Manuel Miranda and how he first started to get the idea for writing this musical, completely original musical, to the Ron Chernow best-selling novel of the same title. And they describe it as that he got a ridiculous light bulb over his head while on the beach reading this book. I love thinking of that. That guy's brilliant, Lin-Manuel. Number 12. Reunion of the Boston Comics at the Ding Ho Chinese Restaurant. This was an article I read and it talked about um, the guy who started the comedy program at the Ding Ho Restaurant. A lot of great comics, Stephen Wright and a lot of others. And he, so this Barry Crimmins was the guy who um, started it all. And he was very supportive of the comics, but also he took the craft very seriously, kind of like a Jerry Seinfeld. And I get a lot out of hearing what stand-up comics go through to prepare their acts. I find that to be very interesting. And he said to uh, comics that you really need to be raked in. Wait. You really need to be raked into a rather neat pile before you go out there in front of the audience. You really need to be raked into a rather neat pile before you go out there for the audience. I like that. It reminds me of how Rodney Dangerfield would often mentor some of the young comics. And he usually would say, I think it was um, Norm MacDonald who was talking about that in an interview, and he would say that Rodney would just say, well, it sounds like you're just kind of screwing around up there too much. You're taking too many liberties. You know, you're wasting too much time that doesn't do anything. It doesn't serve any purpose. 
just like when you compose a great piece of music or write a, a great book. Everything needs to have a function. Everything needs to be moving the story forward. Now, I'd like to focus on something that I write about in my book, All the Hats We Wear. And this idea of writing your journal every day is something I really believe in. And I've started writing an audio journal. Well, really recording an audio journal. So throughout the day, I have a little notebook. I use a one subject notebook, nothing fancy, a spiral bound 35 cent notebook. On the right side is my notes for the day, reminders, things to do, like a to-do list. And on the left side, as I open it up, that's for my creative snippets. All the little things, little thoughts that I have throughout the day that I want to report about and explore in that night's audio journal before I go to bed maybe, or I used to do it when I was driving home from work, put it on and, and just talk, dictate into it. And it's really a nice time-saving way to capture all those thoughts because, as you know, sitting down to write a journal, although it's very rewarding, I've found I just couldn't do everything I'm trying to do and do that. And typing, I've really moved away from the writing and the typing and moved more to just talking because you can get so much more done in a short amount of time, just like this podcast. So with this idea of creative snippets, I'd like to give you a little sample. These are some highlights from the last two weeks of little snippets that I've put in my notebook that I've explored more fully by dictating into my audio recorder. And I've got a little Olympus LS10 digital recorder that I use every day. I love it. So here are some of the snippets. I woke up at 6.30 a.m. because the boys, my sons, had the new season of Fortnite. My son, Christopher, um, pranked me. He told me to look out the window at some bird, and in the meantime, he snuck a bag of Doritos. So we kind of played it up. I knew he was joking, so it was a fun moment to write about. And I played along. I said, what, what bird, what color was it? And then he's making up answers as he's, you know, crinkling the bag and trying to get his snack. So it was fun. I got a new iPad for Father's Day. I really looked forward to watching the Jaws we make. It was the 45th anniversary of Jaws, so they uh, had all the fans send in scenes. And that was a lot of fun. I wrote about mini golfing with the family. First time out to dinner in the tent at the restaurant in the pandemic. Cramming for the... Um, my music therapy certification, I had to do a lot of work for that. Bonding with the boys um, over TikTok. It's kind of fun. I have a TikTok. It's called All the Hats We Wear. Hope you uh, join me and follow me there. But we were doing some skits. There's an uh, Asian man who is really funny. And he has this thing where he just does silly, stupid stuff. You know, he'll put tape around his head and rip it off and yell. And, you know, he always has the na 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 He does this thing where he sings that song and then he does something crazy. So we do that at the pool. I wrote about The Handmaid's Tale. My wife has been watching that. My grandmother passed away. So I explored her wake and funeral and everything that went with that and... Um, not getting the communion because the priest was coughing everywhere. 
and um, talking about the Three Stooges with my uncle after the funeral and going to the micro creamery in Hudson, Mass., which is some of the best ice cream ever, and writing about how I had a vanilla bourbon ice cream flavor and how I interviewed someone uh, for my podcast, but then I ended up deleting it 20 minutes later, and I was I was uh, demoralized. Also that I was getting into uh, Amanda Palmer and the Dresden Dolls. Dresden, Dresden Dolls. Um, that they did a cover of War Pigs by Black Sabbath. That was awesome. And the fact that I was so fascinated with this Amanda Palmer, I could watch her daily life all day for some reason. Watching her doing yoga and talking with fans and setting up and composing music. She's a really interesting character. Also, I wrote about some of my favorite UFC fighters and their techniques. Uh, my son, Dylan, want, he asked me if I wanted to see him do something that really hurts bad. <laughs> uh, that I was into the, the original movie Invisible Man with Claude Rains. And also that I'm into this guy, Mark Bowden, who is an expert of body language. Really interesting guy. Check out his YouTube channel. And that we went to Jaws to see, we went to the drive-in to see Jaws. And just recently today that um, Hamilton came on. So people were excited about that. So those are some of the snippets. So you can get an idea of some of the cool things that you can track and list and then explore in your audio journal. And I think, you know, some of them, there's many reasons for starting a journal, but certainly reflection is a great skill in leadership development. And reflection is great for decision-making and processing your life. Creativity, getting more and more ideas, slowing things down. There's just a lot of great things that you can, a lot of great benefits. Visit thinklikeamusician.org for more information on how we can help you and your team with peak performance, time management, and work-life balance. We offer coaching, trainings, and workshops that'll empower you to be joyful, productive, and fulfilled in all areas of life. Visit thinklikeamusician.org.